Okay, we are on 38a, Lamed Chesamad Aleph. If you're in the original Gemara text, we are on the first line of Lamed Chesamad Aleph. Amar le Abaye the Rav Yosef. Amar le Abaye the Rav Yosef. Abaye asked Rav Yosef, Hai Kuba the Ara. So this type of bread that's made out of softer batter than normal bread that you basically pour into this hole and it heats up in the hole and it cooks in the hole. What bracha do you make on, what blessing do you make on that bread? Omar Rabbi Yosef said to him, Do you think that that, um, that, that kuva, that that is considered bread? It's just dough because of the soft batter. The batter's too soft to be bread. It's more like a, it's more like a softer dough, like a, like a donut type of thing. And therefore, you would make out the bracha beforehand that you would say, the blessing you would say is the blessing that you say before grain products that aren't bread. Marzotra, he actually one time established his meal around it, meaning he treated it like bread. You establish your meal around bread. He treated this kuva like bread. And therefore, he made the blessing beforehand of hamotzi, which is the bracha that you make on bread, vishalosh brachos. And after eating, he made the three blessing after blessing, the berkat amazon, which is again the, the after blessing you make on bread. But that was because he established his meal on that. Had he not established his meal on the kuva, he would have made the the blessing that you just say over regular grain products that aren't bread, which is mazonos. Amar Mar Baravashi, Mar Baravashi said about this kuva, that you can fulfill your obligation of eating matzah on Pesach, on Passover, with this type of bread. My taima, what's the reason for it? Lechem oni karinam because we can still call it a poor man's bread. One of the explanations, um, one of the explanations of poor man's bread is that it would have to be something that's a that's not a luxury. So that would just be regular bread. So we say that this is can be considered regular bread to the extent that you can fulfill your mitzvah, your obligation to eat matzah, which is called your bread of the poor. Okay? Vi'amar Baravashi Baravashi says this is a new this is a new um this is a new teaching from Mar Baravashi. Haiduvsho de Tamri. Um, this um, date honey, you make a shehakol on the date honey. On a date itself, you make the blessing of bore periha eats, the blessing that you make on fruit from the tree. But we're saying that on the honey that comes from the dates, you actually are going to make a shehakol, the most generic of blessings for things that don't have a specific blessing. So that would mean then, my taima, what's the reason that you don't make the ha'etz, uh, the blessing of the fruit on the tree? Isn't this a this is just a part of the date. So why wouldn't you make the same blessing you make on the date itself? So he answers, Zeel Ba'almahu. It's because this honey is just the sweat of the date. It's not considered the date itself. And therefore, it's not going to have the same blessing as the date itself. Kiman. Now, who is this going like? Ki Haitana. It's going like this Tana. It's going like this opinion. It's not because we learned in a Mishnah. Dvash Timarim. Date, um, sorry, honey of dates, v'yein tapuchim, and wine from apples, or in other words, apple cider, v'chometz sizvanios, or the vinegar that comes from um, from these grapes that never really ripen, 
Usha'ar peros and any other fruit juice, shal truma, that is of truma. So truma is the portion of your harvest that you give to a kohen, that you give to a priest. And a non-priest, a non-kohen is not allowed to eat it. So we're talking about all of the liquids that come from all of these different fruits that are, and these fruits in this scenario were truma. Rabbi Eliezer Machai of Karen Vachomesh. So you went and you ate the you ate the liquids, you ate the fruit juices. Rabbi Eliezer says you are actually obligated to pay both the principal and an extra fifth. Rabbi Yeshua Poter Yeshua says you do not need to do so. So what does this mean? So it means as follows. So if a non-Kohen eats something that is truma, then they have to pay the value, the principle of what they ate to the Kohen, as well as an additional fifth. So what's going on here is Rabbi Eliezer who says that you have to pay the principle and the additional fifth of what, if you drink these fruit juices of truma. He obviously feels that the fruit itself and its juices are one and the same, and therefore you'd have to still pay this penalty even if you didn't eat the fruit itself, even if you just ate, drank the fruit juices. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua, which is who we're saying Mar Baravashi goes like, he says, no, you don't have to pay the fifth whatsoever. Now, why wouldn't you have to pay the fifth? Didn't you eat, didn't you drink fruit juice that came from fruits of Truma? So we say it's because it's not considered the fruit. Fruit juice and the fruit are not the same thing. And it was the fruit that was Truma, not the fruit juice. So therefore, you don't have to pay the extra fifth like you do had you drank or eaten actual Truma. So Rabbi Yeshua obviously holds that the fruit juice and the fruit are not the same thing. Mar Baravashi, who said that about the honey, date, the date honey, obviously holds like Rabbi Yehoshua. Okay, now we're going to get to a new question um, about blessings we say when a food product changes its form. So let's 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 give let's talk. Amarle hahu rabbanon la rabba. So um, one of the rabbis said to Rabba. So we're 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 lines down from the top of 38a, from the top of Lamed Ches, Lamed Aleph. So we just decided, we just had a decision about fruit juices, that they're not considered like the fruit itself and have a different blessing. And now we're going to go on to talk about another, another other scenarios where a food changes its form. One of the rabbis said to Rava, Shrima Mahu. What's the halacha? What blessing do you say on Shrima? Shrima just means a something that was solid that you crushed up, but not like not into a paste, not mashed, just crushed. So that we're gonna be basically what we're gonna end up understand right now we don't really know what Shrima is, and we're gonna let's talk about it like that. Rava did not understand what this rabbi was asking him, because he didn't understand what Shrima meant. This Hebrew word or this Aramaic word Tarima, what does it mean? Yosef Ravina Kameda Rava. So Ravina was also sitting in front of Rava, Amarle, and he turned to this rabbi who asked the question, and he tried to clarify. The Shumshami Kamrad, are you talking about the Trima of Sesames? Oh, the Kortami Kamrad, are you talking about the Trima of Saffron? Oh, the Fortsini Kamrad, or are you talking about the Trima of Grape Seeds? So he was trying to clarify what exactly are you talking about? As Ravina was trying to clarify, it hit Rava what the, the rabbi must have been referring to. Adahachi vahachi, during that time, aske Rava ladate, 
Rava understood what it was the rabbi was asking. Omar um, and Rava said to him, You're obviously talking about, you're obviously asking about a case where you took a food and you crushed it. What blessing do you say on that crushed food? Vadakarta Milsa, and you reminded me of something, Hada Amarvasi, something that Ravasi had said. What, what, what did he say? Hi Tamri Shal Truma. These dates of Truma, so again, dates that are for the Kohen, Motor La Sos Mehen Truma, you can make Tarima out of them. Vaustor La Sos Mehen Shechar, but you're not allowed to make beer out of them. So one of the laws is when it comes to Truma, is that you're not allowed to destroy it. And even if the destruction is in order to make it to prepare a different type of food product, you're still not allowed to destroy it. So what we're pointing out here, what Rav Asi, what, um, what Rava was pointing out here is the teaching of Rav Asi. You are allowed to take the dates of Truma and make Trima out of it, so crush it. You just can't make beer out of it um, because that is too crushed and that's be considered, that means that you destroyed the dates. But what do we see from here? We therefore see that Tarima crush dates are have the same status of dates because if not, it would have been prohibited to crush them because you would have then been destroying the grapes into something that are no longer uh, – the dates into something that are no longer dates. Rather, it must be that crush dates have the same status as dates. If they have the same status as dates, that means that crushed foods – will retain the same blessing that you would have said had the food are had the food still been intact. And it's only once it's really crushed, such as making beer out of it or a paste, that's when the blessing will change. The Hilchasa and the halacha is Tamriva Vinu Trima, if you had dates and you made them into Trima, so you crushed them. The blessing that you make beforehand is still the one you make on the fruit of the tree. My time, what's the reason? Because they remain in their, their, they remain as if they're in their original state, which was the dates. Okay, so now we got through crushed foods, and now, and all of this is very, very relevant in halacha and Jewish law. Um, and now we're going to go on a little bit further. We're at the, there's actually a period, and we're at the word shasisa. Shasisa. What blessing do we say on Shasisa? Rav Amar. So what exactly is Shasisa? So it's some sort of some sort of um, flour, toasted flour that you mix with oil, and you it's 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 some sort of um, some sort of dish that ha- that has flour in it, and it has oil, some water, salt. It's hard to know exactly what it is, but something along those lines. So what is the blessing that we say on this? Rav Amar Shahak, I don't think it's anything that any of us would want to be eating nowadays. Rav Amar Shahakol Niyabedvar Rav says the blessing you make on it is Shahakol, the generic blessing. So even though, in other words, even though it doesn't, even though it has grain, flour, you still make a Shahakol, you still make the generic blessing for things that are not specific. Ushmul Amar Borei Mene Mezonos, but Shmuel says that's not true. You actually make a mizonos, the blessing over things that are made from grain. Omar Rav Chista, Rav Chista says, Rav and Shmuel are actually not arguing. Where Shmuel says that you make a mizonos, they both agree. Because that's talking about a thicker shasisa with more flour in it. 
Habaraka, and where they both would agree that you make a shahako, the generic blessing, that's when it's very loose, where it doesn't retain any sort of its grain type of status, and therefore you're going to make a shahako on it. And now, so I gave a very basic explanation, now we're going to explain a little bit more the difference between um, thick uh, shasisa and um, loose shasisa. When you make a thick shasisa, then you're making it to eat. And because it has grain in it, and you made it to eat, so it's gonna you're gonna make the mazonos the grain blessing. Raka Lurafuakavdile, whereas when you make it loose, there the intention is to make it for healing, for healing purposes, not for eating. And when something is eaten as a medicine, you actually make a shahakal, you make the generic blessing on it, even though if it does have grain in it. Um, Masav Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef is going to ask on this. Vishav, so we're, we're going to ask on, do you really mean to say that loose shasisa is actually made for, um, refuah is actually made for healing purposes? Masav Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef asked on this. From the following brisa, Vishavin, she bochashin es hashtos b'shabes. They both agree that you are allowed to stir the shtos, so the same word as shasisa, so this loose shtos on Shabbos, on Shabbos. Vishosin zesum ha-mitzri, and you're also allowed to drink the, zes, the Egyptian zesum on Shabbos. Now, before we go on, I just have to point out, one is not allowed to ha- take medicine, except under certain circumstances, on Shabbat. That's one of the prohibited things on Shabbat. So now we're going to point out as follows. Now, if you're going to tell me that the you make loose shasisa for healing purposes, for medicinal purposes, then how could it be? How can it be that you're allowed to mix this loose shasisa on Shabbos? You're not allowed to eat that loose shasisa because it's a medicine. So you're certainly not allowed to mix, prepare a medicine then on Shabbos. Are you allowed to do healing on Shabbos? You're not allowed to. Rather, it must be that even Lushasisa is not made for medicinal purposes. And what you just explained, that they're not arguing, and that Rav and Shmuel both would agree that on Lushasisa, you say a shahakal, you say the generic blessing, because it's for healing purposes, that cannot be, because we have a brisa that's telling us that you can actually make this on Shabbos, which would be very clear that obviously it's not meant for healing purposes. Amar Baye, so Baye said back to Rav Yosef, at lo tispera. No. Even you yourself would hold that Lushasisa could be, would be allowed to be eaten on Shabbos, even if it was for medicinal purposes. The Hatanan, don't we have a Mishnah that says as follows? Kol ochlim. Ochel Adam that a person's allowed to eat all foods for healing on Shabbos. and you can drink all beverages for healing on Shabbos, as long as they're just regular foods and beverages, even if you're specifically taking it for therapeutic purposes, you're still allowed to. So the same thing could be said about Shasisa. It's a regular food. You just have intent to have it on uh, to have it as for therapeutic purposes, but because it's a regular food, you're allowed to have it on Shabbos. So going back to that, to that Mishnah, where we say you can eat food, even if your intention is for her healing, 
What's the reason for that? What could you say about that? Why would that be allowed? It must be. It's because anybody else that's looking, they can assume or they could they could feel, they could think that you are doing it for eating purposes, not for healing purposes. And really the major problem with healing, one of the major problems with healing on Shabbos, taking healing things on Shabbos is what are others going to think? So hachinami, so here too by the Lusha Sisa, Gavr la'achila kamachavin, will we could say it's it's lucia sisa it's something that some people that are passing by could just think you're eating so even if you are think even if you are eating it for therapeutic purposes it's going to be allowed on shabbos so that's one way of why i answered it and therefore going back to this going back to this point we could still say that both rav and shmuel would say about lucia sisa that you would say a shahako um because you eat it for therapeutic uh, purposes, and the reason you're allowed to eat it on Shabbos is because the passerby, the the you know the the innocent bystander will um, can think that you're just doing it for eating. Another way, lishnachrina. This is a different version of what a baye would respond. Elamayis lechamemer. What can you say to explain the Mishnah that said that you can eat any food for therapeutic purposes on Shabbos? Gavra laachila kamachavin. Um, it's not a problem because the onlooker would say that the person's trying to eat food, and that the refuah, the healing, just comes automatically as a result. And the person will say, he's even having a mind to eat it, and the healing will just come about automatically. Okay. Now, what we're going to say is, is now, we need the rulings of Rav and Shmuel regarding Shasisa, meaning as follows. The question we would ask now is once we see in the Mishnah, meaning once we see in this Mishnah that in this Mishnah that when it comes to loose Shasisa, you're allowed to mix it on a Shabbos. Um, wouldn't we know what brachas we make automatically? So let's let's see what happens here. Because if all we had was the spraisa that tells you that you can um, prepare the lusha sisa on Shabbos, you may have thought, Hava Amina, I may have thought, You may have thought that the brisa allows you to mix it and drink it on Shabbos, because you're having a, the, uh, the person that's looking, the innocent bystander, they would say that the person is trying to eat it. And the refuah, the healing just comes automatically. But with regards to blessings, being that, really you would be having it, really your intention is for healing. I, it, really, your intention is for healing. You may have thought that you do not make a blessing on it whatsoever. Not just that you don't make a not just that you don't make a mazonos, but you actually don't make a blessing whatsoever because your intention is for healing. And when you take medicine, just for medicine, that's not a. When you just take medicine, you don't make a blessing on it. Kamash Therefore, Rav had to tell us, kiven de hana mine being that you have pleasure from it, being that you do derive pleasure from it, you do need to make a blessing. So just to repeat that one point, 
what the question here was is Rav had to tell us that the blessing you make on Lucia Sisa is a shahakal, is the generic blessing. Now we're wondering, once we know that you can take it on Shabbos, that you can eat it on Shabbos, um, obviously it's considered a food product, and therefore it should be obvious that you make a shahakal. So why exactly do you need Rav to tell us you make a shahakal? Don't we have this Mishnah that tells you that you can eat, drink it, prepare it on Shabbos? So for that we answer that perhaps you would have said that the reason you can prepare it on Shabbos is just because the other person passing by will think that you're eating it for eating's sake. And just happens to be you're going to heal from it. But in reality, the reason you're eating it is for healing purposes. And you may have thought because of that, you don't make a blessing whatsoever. Therefore, we need Rav to tell you you make a shahakal, you make the generic blessing on it. We'll, uh, we'll stop here for now. And we will continue with the blessing of Hamotzi Lecha Min Haaretz with the blessing on bread um, next time. Have a great night.